back to another episode of Search, Ponder, and Pray, a podcast where we strive to follow the Come, Follow Me outline provided by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where we strive to become more dedicated and um, de- dedicated disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Just a few notes of house cleaning. I'm trying some new audio equipment today, so if there's some issues with that, I apologize. Once again, I'm away from my uh, my usual recording studio, so I apologize for that. Um, also, anyone who is listening on Stitcher, I've received notice that Stitcher is going to be shut down as they're trying to migrate everything over to Sirius XM, uh, a, a paid platform. Um, but I, from what I understand, you can still access um, anything you listen to on Stitcher on Pandora. So you can listen if you if you're listening on Stitcher, you can move over to Pandora, or you can listen on Spotify or Apple or Castbox or any of the other, pretty much any other um, any other uh, podcast platform. If there is a podcast platform that you're going to migrate to that um, this podcast is not on, and you'd like me to to uh, publish there, uh, let me know, and I will um, uh, I will make sure that that gets on there. I'll put my email in the link in the in, in my, put my email in the episode description as well as, so I, so you can contact me there if you need to as well as if you have any questions or comments or um, just want to say hi I'd appreciate it. All right. Well, before we get started, we're going to start in chapter seventeen today. Before we get going, let's go ahead and uh, start off with a word of prayer. Our dear Father in heaven, we are so very grateful for this day. We thank thee for the opportunity we have to repent and come closer to thee. We ask thee now, Father, to please bless us that we might have thy spirit with us to gain a deeper understanding of thy word and thy will for us and thy children. Help us to be more dedicated disciples, Father, and to seek out thy will. We pray for these things ever so humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alrighty, so like I said, we're going to be in chapter 17 today. Um, So let's go ahead and just jump right in. There is a little bit um, in the New Testament manual. It's going to start right off pretty quick. Um, But let's go ahead and read the first few verses and get our feet wet. So, um, now when they had passed through Amphipolis, these names are just killing me, I'm sorry, and Apollonia, Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. Where was the synagogue of the Jews? So to remember who we're talking about, we're talking about Paul, Silas, probably Luke, and a few other people who are following with him, possibly also Timotheus or Timothy. So in verse 2, And Paul, as his matter was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. All right. So we have Paul going in, and he's he's going on each Sabbath to to preach to them and to teach from them from the scriptures. So the New Testament student manual has a little bit to say about this. It says that Paul and his companions entered a synagogue in Thessalonica and reasoned with the Jews out of the scriptures, providing an example for all gospel teachers to follow. He alleged that Christ had died and risen from the dead. The archaic meaning of allege is to bring forth proof, to assert, or to declare. Paul referred to scriptural passages to declare or to provide proof that Jesus was the Messiah. Um, so, you know, he used, he used the scriptures, which is a wonderful, um, 
thing to do, not not only because they're the scriptures, but oftentimes you'll find that the scriptures are a are a point of similar understanding. They're, they're common ground, right? People, especially the Bible, you can often find common ground in the Bible. And you can discuss topics therein. And I think it's one reason why it's so good to, you know, for, for Latter-day Saints, members of the church, to study the, the, the Bible. Because there are so many wonderful truths in them. The Bible is a wonderful book. It really is. It truly is. It contains the gospel of Christ therein. And we should be studying it. We shouldn't be exclusively studying the Book of Mormon or exclusively studying the Doctrine and Covenants. We should be well-rounded in our knowledge. Because oftentimes I find that our our other Christian brother, our brethren and sisters of other Christian faiths oftentimes have a better understanding of our faith or, or the the Christian base because of their their constant um, study of the Bible. So let's move on in verse 4. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude of the chief uh, of the chief women, not a few. And of the chief women, not a few. Okay. So we have these he's, he's teaching, they're teaching these these people met a lot of Greeks, very a lot of women. Um, in verse five, but the Jews which believed not, moved with envy, took upon, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out of the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, "These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also." So. Apparently, the news had kind of gone around, gone around that you know Christianity was starting, and it was causing a, a huge problem in the in the surrounding communities. So, to the to the point that they were known as the, those uh, those fellows, these these that have turned the world upside down. You know, this this terrible rabble has has come to our town as well, and they bring this man Jason, who they believed. Um, had it would seem that Jason was potentially housing Paul and Silas and, and Luke and these these the men, the apostles, and because of that, um, they went to his house and they brought these these lewd fellows. Which there's a footnote there, um, which if you click on it, it just says you know wicked or evil. These wicked or evil men, these men that don't they're not afraid to get their hands dirty in a sense. They bring some some ruffians and cause a, a big problem, and they they drag Jason out of his house. And then in seven, whom Jason uh, so the turn the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason hath received, and these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things, and when they had taken security of Jason and of the others, they let them go. And the brethren immediately went away, Paul and Silas, by night, unto, unto Bera, who, coming thither, went into the synagogue of the Jews. All right, so partially, I think, for Jason's sake and for the, the believers in this area, Paul and Silas um, leave. They leave. And there's a little bit in the New Testament manual about that. It says, Paul left Thessalonica because he was being persecuted by the Jews. He later sent letters back to Thessalonica, 
that became known as one and one and two, first and second Thessalonians. So as we as we read that, we'll get there and we will, you know, kind of get a, a better understanding of what's going on. So the, it's, I find it interesting that the the New Testament is set up in a similar fashion, a little bit, to how the Old Testament is set up. You have the first four books of the New Testament that are the grounding doctrines. They are the the base of the whole, you know, the whole New Testament, similar to the way the beginning few books the, the the books of moses are kind of the grounding base documents of the old testament they they're the what the whole story revolves around and then now we we're in acts which is similar to chronicles and kings where you have kind of this whole story played out kind of gives us a quick brief overview of everything that happens and then as we go through and we read these um these epistles we will see kind of the more day-to-day goings on and the writings that um Paul wrote to those individuals in either in reference to his visit or um, or, or different things like that. Similar to the way in the, in the Old Testament, you have Chronicles and Kings that kind of give you this sweeping overview. And then as you go through the small prophets, it kind of breaks it all up into the more doctrinal points. So right now we're kind of in a, in a, in a grand sweeping summary. We're going to get to kind of the, the fun stories and different things like that. You might find, you might remember or tell children or things like that. And then as we continue on into the into the epistles, we'll get more into the the doctrine and the the, the writings um, that we'll find there. So you know, like, like I said, we'll we'll get to this um, Paul's opinion, his writings about Thessalonica uh, later on. So uh, let's move on to verse eleven. So these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. So remember, they went to Bera. So the, the, apparently, according to Luke, I believe, um, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. All right, so let's read the, the New Testament manual, a little section here, and then we'll kind of... Uh, Go off on my rantings for a moment. All right, so after being persecuted by unbelieving Jews in Thessalonica, Paul and his companions traveled to Bera, where they taught in the synagogue and found the Jews more noble than those in Thessalonica because they received the word with readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily to determine if Paul's teachings were true. President Howard W. Hunter discussed how daily scripture study can lead to greater spiritual understanding. It is certain, he says, quote, it is certain that one who studies the scriptures every day accomplishes far more than one who devotes considerable time one day and then lets days go by before continuing. Not only should we study each day, but there should be a regular time set aside when we can concentrate without interference. It would be ideal if an hour could be spent each day, but if that much cannot be had, a half hour or a regular basis would result in substantial accomplishment. A quarter of an hour is little time, but it is surprising how much enlightenment and knowledge can be acquired in a subject so meaningful. And that comes, I believe, from his October uh, John Conference, his October 1979 John Conference talk titled Reading the Scriptures. So that is a big key that we're given right there that we can see that um because the fact that these individuals in Bera were studying the scriptures and used the scriptures to determine the truth of things, it granted them the doorway into, it granted them the blessing of salvation. 
because they could they could verify the words. They could verify Paul's words against the scriptures and see that he, what he was saying was the truth. And President Hunter here is now telling us if we will do, if we can, if we can study even just an hour a day, a day every day, we will we will accomplish an immense amount of study than we could than we can fully understand. I would encourage that you that if you have a moment to read or if it's available on audio to listen to this talk. I think that as our world continues to become more hectic and chaotic, we need these times in which we can slow everything down and have this moment with the Lord. I have noticed that the days in which I, for whatever reason, I don't get around to um, recording a podcast where we study the scriptures together, or I don't have any moment where I study the scriptures at all, it, I feel very ungrounded. And I know, I've noticed I, that so a lot of times if I'm feeling hectic or anxious or just beyond stressed, that if I take the time to sit down, and even if I just read a few verses from the scriptures, just, just read a little bit, kind of work my way through it, and the Lord will oftentimes grant me the peace that I'm looking for. And that's truly one of the greatest blessings of the scriptures. There's obviously a multitude of other blessings, and the, and the utmost blessing of the scripture, of the scriptures, is the personal relationship we build with the Lord. But the peace that we can have in our daily lives from the study of the scriptures and relying and leaning wholly on the scriptures is something that we should not brush over, because it is very. It is very substantial, <clears throat> and it can be a great guide and a great waypoint in our lives to enable us to stay firmly grounded in the gospel and not be swayed by every doctrine of man, like the um, like the people of Bera. All right, so continuing on in verse 13. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Bera, they came to their also and stirred up the people. Okay, so this is one thing that drives me crazy. A lot of times, you know, you'll have these, these people who they want to be left alone, but they themselves will not leave other people alone. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't go bother them, but I'm not bothering you. No, I don't, it doesn't matter. You can't bother them. I'm I'm not I'm not bothering you. This isn't even your city. Why have you come clear over to this other city just to cause problems? So they've come over and they've begun to stop the people. Verse 14. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea, but Silas and Tim, Silas and Timotheus abode there still. Okay, so they decide. All right, Paul, you gotta just you gotta get out of here. You're the you're the one they're all after. So we're gonna send you away like you're going like you're gonna take off on a ship. And Silas and Timotheus, we're gonna just kind of hang out here and hide. All right, verse verse fifteen. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens and received a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus for to come to him with all speed. They departed. All right, so Paul uh, he gets on the boat, he rides away, and he gets to Athens. Finds out, hey, they're all excited here. Um, I'm, I'm ex well, maybe they're not excited, but Paul is excited. He says, all right, 
Silas and Timotheus, I think we're safe here. Get over here as quick as you can. So they ride over. Now, in verse 16, now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry, which if you if you think about it, you know, Athens, Greece, uh, you think about the pantheon of gods, you know, the, Olymp- the Olympians, Zeus, Hera, Hades, Poseidon, those different gods, they would, they would worship these statues and then these temples. And it was, um, they were given holy, the city was wholly given to idolatry. Um, and so Paul, um, they were, you know, I think partially from his, um, his previous days as a, as a, as a Jew before when he was persecuting the church. And now as, as a, as a member of the church, he's now, you know, idolatry is something that just really gets to him. So he's, he's really, he's ready to go on this one. Um, and he's waiting, he's been waiting for, for them to arrive. But um, he needs to, he wants to get going. He wants to, to preach a little bit. So in uh, verse 17, Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. All right, so this verse right here would make me think that um, it's not just the Greeks that um, were wholly given to idolatry. I guess we could say that the wholly given to idolatry, that speaks to the Jews as well. The Jews themselves had allowed the culture and the area in which they lived to sway them away from their faith. And it's a similar story we see with um, Lot. Uh, you know, the story of Lot and Abraham and, and the um, Lot's wife, where she has turned to Saul, all that kind of stuff. Oftentimes, the areas in which we place ourselves, the communities, the societies, the cultures that we live in, will affect the way we believe and the, what we and what we do and how we believe and what our faith looks like. And so, if if we are not, you know, like the like the people of Brea who are studying in the scriptures daily to continually reground themselves and return to what the, the, the word says and to regrasp the iron rod, we find ourselves lulled away by the societal trends and societal norms that you know we might say, well, I'm still better than <laughs> I'm still better than, than this person or that person or whatnot. It makes me think of I remember as a kid that one thing one thing that people would always talk about is, oh man, you know, Friends, the TV show Friends is such a terrible, it's a terrible show, and any anyone who who wants to feel right with themselves, you know, as a member of the church, shouldn't be watching Friends because it's just so, so terrible. It's just it's a filthy show, and it's like. I remember as a kid being like, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, you got that rebellious side. But now, you know, it's almost like you look at Friends and compare it to the TV shows, the movies today, and it's like, wow, it's it's a lot better than a lot of the other stuff that's out there right now and the things you could be watching and whatnot. The, and so, you know, you might say, well, I, I'm not watching those shows. I'm not going to see those movies. I'm not participating in that. It's like, well, yes, you are. On a different, you know, sure, great, you know, you're you're not participating in the debauchery of of the, the lowest, but you are still caught in the current. You might not be at the bottom of the river, but the river is still sweeping you away. And so, 
that's I think that's kind of the kernel of today's lesson. I've I've noticed that each each lesson each episode we kind of get a kernel of like this is kind of what the Lord wants us to at least what the Lord wants to get to me. And I think that's kind of what the Lord's getting to me is that the scriptures are the key to sticking with the truth and not being pulled slowly into whatever current events or cultural norms might be swaying us into that as we return daily to the scriptures to refresh and remind ourselves of what the lord truly wants us to do and to become we can kind of free our minds a little bit of the the dark mists that kind of cloud our minds and we can grasp firmly to that iron rod and that i think is the truth of it and that is one reason why I continually encourage uh, all of you. I, I shouldn't. I should be doing it myself as well. This shouldn't be the only time we study the scriptures of the day. I hope that you are taking the time to study them on your own. I realize that the days are busy, but the the thing I always joke with people is, you know, people people always tell. I love to read, and people always tell me, "Oh, well, you know, I just I just don't have any time to read. I just don't have any time to to read a book or anything." I always tell them, "Do you use the bathroom?" If you use the bathroom, you, a lot of times we sit in the bathrooms and we open our phones and we scroll around on our phones and we just waste time. I would encourage you, take one of those times, just one, and open up your Gospel Library app. Open up your scriptures. Read a little bit. You get a second sitting down, you're sitting down waiting for something to happen, you open up your phone, open up your Gospel Library app. Put the app at the forefront, somewhere that is easy to access, somewhere that it can sit there and look at you every time you open your phone. As we strive to, to study the scriptures more, our relationships with the Lord will grow. And as our relationship with the Lord grows, so will our willingness to follow his will and to become more like him. And that's the true key. And as we do that, people will see our examples and our families and our households, like so many in, in Acts so far, will see our example and they also will follow with us. I am no apostle and I cannot, you know, I cannot bless you with anything, but I, I honestly feel, feel the strength of the scripture, you know, the song of scripture power. the amount of blessings that wait in store for us if we would be willing to turn aside from some of the nonsense drivel that we all partake in. It's all fun. I understand. I do it as well. I wander around social media, and I wander around YouTube, and I wander around TV and waste time. If we would begin to slowly trans transition of just a few, little bit of that time into devoted studying of the scriptures we would see wondrous blessings and wonderful changes in our lives begin to take place at exponential rates i would imagine the consistency at which with which we will we will dedicate ourselves to the lord will be meshed in power and grandeur of the blessings we will receive from the lord 
I testify that this is true. I testify that he loves us. I testify that the scriptures are powerful and that the Lord lives. And I say these things ever so humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.